0: Your
1: daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime.
1: John, and some Sports Guy Hickman, and thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment <laughs> or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league. Guys, that league of football watchers is the league I'm talking about. This football season will be different from the others, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch, I watch it on my phone. You can watch it like a traditional TV; does not matter. Only thing that matters is how and where you're watching. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through the game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game; it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching, and this is Locked On Texans made. To discuss your daily Texans Talking News update. Like I said, I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Doing the show with Cody Davis, you can check us out on all of the major podcasting platforms: Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, and Spotify. Today we're going to dive into Anthony Weaver's comments about the defense. Of course, we're going to talk about the injury report. And overall, I think this is a defensive day. Cody, I think that's safe to say because when we look at who we're going up against. It's not like we're going up against a defensive juggernaut, which we're going up against a pretty good defensive team. But we know what comes with playing the Ravens, especially after last year. Cody, that's Lamar Jackson. That's stopping Lamar Jackson. That's a task very few teams were able to do last year. It's very difficult. I mean, he put up some game type of numbers some Madden game rookie level type of numbers may NFL veterans look like rookies looks like high school players last year he is that good he is that special on the field but we also have a guy that's special you know had one of those magical moments in the playoffs against the Buffalo Bills and both teams are going to be occupied with stopping the other's quarterback i don't want to i don't want to talk about what Baltimore has to do to stop Houston. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about Anthony Weaver's comments. Let's talk about what Houston has to do to stop Lamar Jackson and the Ravens.
0: And of course, just like you mentioned, this will be a defensive-minded show, Um, something that we might do a little bit different because we talk about the offense a lot. And and one of the reasons why I think the Houston Texans might be able to pull off a victory does involve the offense, but at the same time, it's still working in with the defense as well. And I'm going to let you guys know that in the next segment. But John, to piggyback off what you talked about yesterday, Anthony Weaver had his media availability. And of course, The biggest question when you're going up against the Baltimore Ravens is, how do you contain their high-power offense, especially with their ability to run the football? And Anthony Weaver owned up to the mistakes taking responsibility for the lack of urgency that the Texans had during their season opener loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. As we all know, they gave up a total of 364 total yards. Um, 166 of those yards came on the ground. And Anthony Weaver said that, it is It is his responsibility to come up with a defensive scheme to stop the opposing team 's running game, rather that be Kansas City, rather that be Baltimore, whoever the case might be. It is up to him, and he said one of the things that frustrated him the most was the fact that the Texans had a lack of urgency to take the ball away. He mentioned that going into this game and, and not just the, not just against the Ravens but but throughout the rest of the season, Weaver talked about the importance of having a team who can go out there and first enforce multiple turnovers in order to help this team win the game. And that's something that stuck with me the most because we talked about it a lot this week. What can the Texans do to stop Lamar Jackson? What can the Texans do to help with their run defense? I mean, we talked about a variety of options, but something that you and I never talked about was the importance of creating turnovers. And that's something that I'm hoping that the Houston Texans will be able to do. But, John, I'm going to ask you this. He talked about the importance of creating turnovers. I agree with him. But do you or do you not think that at the end of the day, the Texans do not have the right personnel out on the field to create those turnovers?
1: Uh, Cody, you know what? I got to tip my hat off to you. That's a very good question. And to answer your question simply is no. Um, At least after what we saw after week one, going up against a team that is also an offensive juggernaut, that has also returned majority of the same key guys, glue guys, jail guys, and also got better. No, I don't. And Overall, I think that let me take a step back and give credit where credit is due to a couple of guys. Number one, Jacob Martin. Number two, Bradley Roby uh, on that defense. Number three, JJ Watt played very good against the Kansas City Chiefs. Moving him around was very good for him to get comfortable, get a rhythm, and you know, win matchups to get going. You know, outside of the NZAC Cunningham, of course, who led the team with, I think, nine tackles. But outside of that, no, I don't. I don't know because we have a lot of guys that were either going off of last weekend. Let me, let me say that we both really want PJ Hall to play more. Right. I mean, not only just us two, but the entire city of Houston, if you watch that game, you saw a difference with PJ Hall compared to uh, Brandon Dunn and Carlos Watkins. But, you know, when we look at who the Texans put on the field Saturday, sorry, Thursday, there was a lot of, okay, Who who is this guy again? Okay, that's, uh, okay, oh, yeah, I forgot we signed him. Okay, he is playing that position. Oh, okay, I see what that, you know what I mean? There was a lot of uncertainty on our behalf. And I think overall, the same goes for Houston. And the teams Lamar Jackson struggled with the most last year were the teams that were able to get after him. Now, let's look at the two games that they lost. Number one, in week three, Kansas City- the Chiefs were able to sack him three times. And we know that they have Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and they did a very good job last year of trying to put their guys in winnable positions. And then the following week, they lost to the Cleveland Browns, who's also uh, having a game right now as we are recording against the Cincinnati Bengals. But they lost the game against the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns were able to get four sacks. And then the following week, they were barely able to beat a Pittsburgh team, 26-23. to Uh, Lamar Jackson did not have a good game. He had three interceptions in that game. That's another thing. You get after him, you're roughing him a little bit. In that Cleveland game, two interceptions. In that Baltimore, I'm sorry, that Pittsburgh game, three interceptions and five sacks. When you're able to get after him, shake him up a little bit consistently, then you're able to see where you can win it. Sorry. Then you're able to see where you can win it and how you can beat the Ravens. But let's look at some of their games where Lamar Jackson was either untouched or touched once or twice the very first game of the year. Miami, one sack. And then let's look at another awesome game that he was able to put up against the Cincinnati Bengals, no sacks. Let's look at what he did against Houston last year. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions zero sacks so not only are you not getting any takeaways you're not able to hit him he's not getting hit he's not he's not on the ground houston this week going into the baltimore ravens game they have to understand the importance of actually getting after lamar jackson early and as often as possible because if an athlete that gifted i'm sorry excuse me that's disrespectful if a quarterback that gifted who can beat you with his legs, we know that. But the last, let's go from last year to now, we've seen an improvement in his passing ability. If he stays comfortable, not get comfortable, but if he stays comfortable, then you're going to have a very long day. And also in in those two losses against Kansas City and the Cleveland Browns, He only had 46 rushing yards against Kansas City, and he only had 66 rushing yards against the Browns. Now, I know when I say only, that may sound, well, I mean, that's not a lot. It's Lamar Jackson we're talking about. This is the same guy who has rushed over 100 yards last year alone five times. This is the same quarterback that rushed for 1,200 yards. So limiting his rushing yards also, what does that do? It limits his game. Houston has to look at every matchup that they can exploit to limit what Lamar Jackson can do, because once he's comfortable, then you can kind of kiss the, the, the game goodbye. And it'll virtually be the same result as last year.
0: I'll tell you what, before moving on, in order for the Texans to be able to get after Lamar Jackson, they're going to need Whitney Merciless. And they're going to need the Merciless prior to signing that contract extension last season.
1: Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with your contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL.
0: For the second week in a row, the Houston Texans are stuck with a daunting task of trying to slow down a MVP caliber quarterback. And of course we're talking about Lamar Jackson here. And just like Patrick Mahomes last week, there isn't no answer on what you can do to contain neither one of those guys. And it's like the Texans are stuck between a rock and a hard place on what kind of defensive schemes they're going to come up with because you can't make him a pocket passer due to the improvements that he has made over the past couple of years. And you can't blitz him because I believe that he can beat you with your legs, probably more so than anybody, possibly since Michael Vick from back in the day. So with that being said, the Texans – are, are, are stuck. You, you really don't know what we're going to see out of this defense. In the first segment, John and myself, we just finished talking about what Anthony Weaver said about creating turnovers. And I asked John, do you think they have the personnel to create those turnovers? And of course, the answer is no, there's there's a lot of uncertainty going on with this Texans defense, especially for that front seven. So when analyzing this and looking at a different way the Houston Texans could pull out a victory on Sunday, I think it might be in the Texans' best interest to do whatever they can to use their offense as their defense. And what I mean by that is the Texans should do whatever they can to win the time of possession. The less time Lamar Jackson has on the field, the better. And I know – That might be tricky, like, okay, how can you win the time of possession? When we take a look at this team, especially prior to what we saw last week against the Chiefs, we all thought that the Houston Texans were going to have this high power offense. You know, you have – Three of your four receivers are basically deep threats. You have Deshaun Watson, even a dynamic running back duo of Duke Johnson and David Johnson. We all had this fantasy of, of having this high power offense, and that fantasy we had did not show up last week. And I hope that the Texans do not try to prove that fantasy to us this week. I want the Texans to do this, and I'm pretty sure it might sound a little bit crazy, especially when you have a guy like Deshaun Watson as your quarterback, but I hope on offense they actually take their time, take their time on every single possession to try to move that ball up the field because, once again, the less time you give Lamar Jackson, the better, and not only that, that would actually give this team – extra time and an extra game to go out there and develop that chemistry, develop that camaraderie that we all know they are missing due to this short offseason. And when you take a look at the teams that the Ravens have lost to, the only team that was able to outduel them in points was the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's because their offense is just as high power as the Baltimore Ravens offense. And the one game that I'm looking at, that that I believe sets the blueprint for a team trying to beat Lamar Jackson and the, the Baltimore Ravens is the Cleveland Browns of last year. Last year, the Browns held the ball for, I believe it was 30 to 31 minutes. And they actually took their time moving that ball up the field, giving Lamar Jackson less time <laughs> to create his magic out on the field. And the, the number one reason they was able to win that time of possession is because they used Nick Chubb in their running game. Now, here in Houston, we have David Johnson. I know he might not be on the level as Nick Chubb as of right now, but at the same time, he showed some promise last week and he's on a mission to prove everybody his, his value in that that trade was actually kind of worth it in the long run. Hopefully the Texans not only could use their run game, hopefully they will actually just take their time march up and down the field, and if they can win the time of possession, I guarantee you that is going to improve this team, not only with a win on Sunday, but possibly in the long run.
1: You know, the first step that Houston has to look at when we go up against this team on Sunday is we cannot miss tackles. There was, I think, over 20 tackles missed against the Kansas City Chiefs. Unacceptable completely unacceptable, right? And we look at what Anthony Weaver had the opportunity to speak on that, on those 20 missed tackles. And he said, it's unfortunate what happened last week. It's very uncharacteristic. I expect and know that we will improve. And I hope so. That was. Let me tell you the two quotes that stuck out for me that I'm looking forward to this Sunday. That's the number one. And number two is we've got to take the ball away. You mentioned time of possession. Both of those things come into place. Why is that? Well, you make tackles, the chains don't move. 20 missed tackles? 20? That's – I don't know what the hell – that was – What I just – you see, I can't even find the right words. Outside of no preseason is really showing uh, how difficult it is to go up against some of these juggernaut teams and expect to win 20 missed tackles is too much. And if you allow the Baltimore Ravens, like you allow the Kansas city chiefs to continue to move the chains because they're winning one-on-one matchups in the open, open field, or you're just completely missing your tackle, then you're going to have a long day. If you do not have the opportunity, well, not have the opportunity. If you do not create the opportunities to take the ball away and this offense is able to continue to flow with no disruption, then you're going to have an output like Houston had last year. And let me look at Houston for the entire year last year. They allowed 12 plays of 40 or more yards. 12 plays, 40 plus yards or more. Only seven teams had more than Houston last year. They also had 58 plays of allowing 20 or more yards, 58 plays. The thing about the the next two weeks, the next two weeks are going to determine the next 17 weeks or however many long the NFL has now. I think it's still 17. Uh, I expected how week one was going to go. The next two weeks are very crucial because, number one, you need to win at least one of the next two games. You do not want to get down 0-3 in a division that could easily be won when a team gets hot. You don't want to be behind and you're already behind because of the turnover that you had in your organization from the front office all the way down to the players. A lot of turnover happened. And so it's very difficult to kind of fight that if you're not already up. It's very difficult to fight against what you're what you're battling. And you're not only battling the other teams, you're battling yourself. You are battling improving in areas that A, you may have thought you were already okay in and it didn't make sense to make a move or in areas that you've been bad in in a very long time and you feel like you have a guy here or a couple of guys there that can really help improve your team. And so they have to create those turnovers. I am really, really, nobody's really said a lot of this, but I'm really expecting Justin Reed to not only have a good game Sunday – for the rest of the year. Justin Reed, who has had, well, at least he had a very, very great rookie year. It seems like the last two years, well, let me go off last year, he battled injuries, and it wasn't as good as his rookie year. This year, for what we saw in week one, missed tackles, bad angles, did keep his hand in there to create that pass breakup. That was a big play, kind of, help Houston get some momentum defensively a little bit early on in the game, but going up against his Baltimore Raven team, I'm expecting him to have a big game, but you're right. You caught out with any merciless, right? The money was given to him. Now we just want to see the product. We just want to see you produce what they gave you the money for. And we've haven't seen that since you've gotten your money. And those are the two players I'm looking at overall to have games to where we can say, okay, This play that that player made really helped decide the fate of the outcome, rather, of the game. And I want to see more P.J. Hall. I want to see a big guy playing that nose tackle, playing that one technique, playing inside that's going to allow the linebackers to be effective for the entire game, for the entire 60 minutes. I want to see a guy do his job so everybody else can eat. They, they're they're going to have a tough task on their hands this week and then still trying to figure out your identity too that's another crisis that you're fighting right now who are we we know who our superstar quarterback is we know who our left tackle who's making 23 million dollars a year is we know who our linebacker zach cunningham is but do we really know who we are collectively as a unit, considering? DeAndre Hopkins isn't here anymore. J.J. Watt is getting of age. Shadevion Clowney isn't here anymore. We've had a new D.C. come in. Romeo Cornell is gone. Tim Kelly is calling the plays full-time now. Who are we? And to answer that question would be a very good time to answer it on your own terms Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. They have to win this game. There's no sugarcoating it. I'm not going to play around with it. They have to win this game. I think Houston will win this game. I could be wrong, but I could also be wrong about a lot of things I've said in the past about this team I was expecting to see this season. All of that being said, and Thursday night football around the corner this season, like I told you guys earlier, get your football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games, so none of that other flack that you don't care for. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all of the action, all of the football you can handle in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You can also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from players' perspective as they break down game concepts and techniques. Learn from your Houston Texan star, Deshaun Watson, or you can learn from Stephen Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL film's archives. Go to NFL.com Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. We talked about
0: Whitney Merciless a lot in this show, but... There's another linebacker that I have my eyes set on, and I don't want him to get off pretty easy, and that's Zach Cunningham, because just like Merciless, prior to signing a contract extension, this man balled out. I mean, he led the AFC in tackles last year, and last week, he missed several. Now, I get it, just about everybody missed tackles last week, um, all around the NFL, but we need we need to see a little bit more out of Zach Cunningham because remember, John, it was just last week that I was calling Cunningham the the future, the leader of this Texans defense. We saw how good he was in 2019. We need to make sure we see that same as that guy not only on Sunday, but throughout this whole entire 2020 season. I I, kind of feel like you and I are stuck between a rock and a hard place because we want to judge these guys so bad, but we also got to remember that last week was the very first time that they got out there on the field as a collective unit playing against another team. I get it. They had a team scrimmage. I get it. they, They did 11 on 11 drills, but, Nothing beats going out there, dressing up in full pass, either on your home field or on your opponent's home field, trying to win a football game. I I, I get it. Last week was a dress rehearsal, but we need to see something from this Houston Texans team. What I don't want to happen is for this team to go down 0-2 because the last time they went down 0-2, well, that was 2018, and they ended up going down 0-3. That was the year they, they reeled off. Nine straight wins. That also was the year they still had your Clowney, JJ Watt was still in his prom, and you still had a guy by the name of DeAndre Hopkins. Two of those three players are no longer here, and almost every single season, JJ Watt is looking less and less like his all pro bowl self.
1: Now, before we got to this point, we we were discussing Whitney Merchless, and I I will like to say that I give him credit on, you know addressing what he believes needs to happen to win Sunday. And, you know, Merciless said that gap discipline. Hey, Cody, gap discipline, you know what that means? P.J. Hall, baby. <laughs> P.J. Hall, right, listen, no, seriously, man. We, we have to give credit where credit is due to the big boys, man. That's why D.J. Reader was so good. When you're that good at your position, other people play much better. He also mentioned communication, right? assignment uh are among the top priorities for defending this Ravens offense and I could not agree more. Couldn't agree more. He also acknowledges the fact that when it comes to Ravens running back Mark Ingram, he knows that he is tough. Uh, he keeps his feet moving, he's small, but he called him like a bowling ball. But the biggest part of that entire quote is you've got to wrap him up. <laughs> you Mark Ingram is not a guy that you can also let get hot along with the rest of the offense. Cause he, once he gets rolling, it seems like the entire city of Baltimore is rolling. And if the entire city of Baltimore is rolling, it's no telling what Jim McNulty and Bunk are doing. It's no telling what Omar and them are doing back in, 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 the, in, the, in the high rises. You never know what everybody in Baltimore is doing if this guy gets rolling. So overall, I think, you know, wrapping up, playing smart football and being disciplined are the one things that I help beating this team overall. Let's take a look at the injury report, Cody.
0: Well, the injury report has not changed since they released it on Wednesday. Brandon Cook, Titus Howard, Duke Johnson, and J.J. Watt were all limited in practice again on yesterday. And with this injury report, as I mentioned on yesterday, I'm – a little bit concerned about Titus Howard. He did not have a good game last week. And you're going up against a team who loves to pressure the opposing team's quarterback. We're going to need a very solid offensive line. And I'm not too sure if we're going to have that with Titus Howard if he is wounded and trying to play through an injured ankle. But hopefully that would not be a problem come Sunday. I, however, I am happy to say that Duke Johnson is possibly going to play on Sunday. As you guys know, all week long, I've been preaching about the Houston Texans running the ball against the Baltimore Ravens. And knowing that there's a possibility we might have Duke Johnson on Sunday really makes me feel just a little bit more confident in them pulling away with a victory on Sunday. Um, But at the end of the day, having Duke Johnson back would do a lot for this team. But overall, the one guy that I'm most concerned about is Titus Howard. Now, Brandon Cooks is listed still dealing with that quad injury, but earlier this week, he came out and said that he feels good. He feels a hell of a lot better than he did last week. So that lets me know that we're going to see a lot more production coming from him. So, John, I mean, you can let me know which guy you you have most concerns about looking at this injury report, but I'm so happy to see that Duke Johnson, who Well, I don't even think he practiced on Monday. Tuesday, he gave it a go. Wednesday, he took the tape off his ankle. Thursday, he still was a little bit limited, but he was moving. The reports say he was moving good and all that other good stuff. So I'm very encouraged to know that we're going to possibly have a healthy Duke Johnson. Well, close to healthy Duke Johnson, given the severity of his ankle injury that happened last
1: Thursday. My concern isn't necessarily with a Texan player playing and – you put who was, who was playing and who's been practicing and how their injuries has been doing, and, and that's very valuable information. But uh, all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley, who was injured in the third quarter of week one's game against the Brown, uh, he practiced on Thursday along with veteran cornerback Jimmy Smith. Both of those guys were dealing with hip injuries. He also returned back to practice on Thursday, and he is expected – to be ready. Both of them are expected to be ready for Sunday's matchup. You know, Stanley is a guy that uh, he's just dominant. Simply put, I don't want to add too much to it. That guy is a dominant left tackle and we have to get our guys rolling, right? We have to allow them to get juiced up a little bit. Let let J.J. Watt get back there and get a sack in. Let some of these, you know, young guys like Jacob Martin, who's in his third year, let him get back there again and had a sack against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but Stanley Riley allows those. He rarely allows anybody to touch Lamar Jackson, and Jimmy Smith is a good cornerback who's going to make life difficult for our receivers here. Very interested to see how Tim Kelly is going to approach this week with the, you know, the uncertainty of. If Duke Johnson is going to play or not, and if he does play, how much of Duke will he be of himself? So so I still want to see those receivers involved a lot in the intermediate passing games. Allow some of your passing plays to make up for the lack of running that you could have and you know just be very creative. But those two guys for the Baltimore Ravens are the two guys that I think ultimately – you know, could still make a big difference. Stanley not allowing anybody to touch their MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson, and Jimmy Smith just being who he is. He has dealt with injuries in the past, but when he is on the field and he's healthy, he is a difference maker for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans and like us on Facebook as well.
0: As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And John, it looks like the Cleveland Browns is going to come away with their very first win of the 2020 season. And they looked very good tonight. I just don't understand. How can the Browns, this team with all this talent, still be a subpar Franchise, I I just don't understand. Or all this week there was reports going around that Odell Beckham wanted out. There was talks about moving on from Baker Mayfield. What is wrong with the Browns? I, I John, you you told me don't don't believe the hype. You told me don't told believe you. the hype,
1: man. I told you the game is played on the field, not paper, Daryl Morey. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that.
0: Oh, Ooh. I gotta get J T. Gatlin on you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
1: You are locked on Texans.